Welcome back to the Knockout Sports and joining me right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline, formerly of the Bozeman Daily Chronicle, sports writer there covering Montana State basketball and football. It is Paul Schwedelson joining us. Paul, it is great to chat with you, man, and hope you made it safely to uh, your new destination. Yeah, yeah, I'm sitting in my apartment now and uh, getting unpacked and uh, hopefully should be toward the end of getting unpacked here, but uh, just settling in. Well, Paul, for those of us that maybe didn't see uh, your social media post, obviously you have left the Chronicle, you left the beat for Montana State uh, men's basketball and football. Uh, what is the new gig that you'll be doing? Yeah, so I'm going to be a news reporter for the Idaho Press, um, you know, in in, uh, in Idaho, and um, I'm living in Boise, but then covering Nampa and Caldwell as well, covering a lot of different stuff, including uh you know, population growth, which I know is a big issue as well in Bozeman. So uh, not a lot changing there, um, but uh, that's going to be kind of my, my area of focus. Well, I know I share the echoes of a lot of people that are going to miss you being here in Montana. I thought you did a phenomenal job while you were here, Paul, and I enjoyed many, many of our conversations. I don't think this will be our last conversation, uh, but I do think this is it. I want to get you on because, like I said, you've been huge to my show, and I always appreciate when you come on. Uh, you've always broken things down uh, fairly uh, when it comes to Montana State, and you've given us great insight. And so I want to take an opportunity to try and look back during your time here uh, also, we'll talk about vegan here in just a second, but just looking back at your time uh, in Bozeman, covering Montana State, covering Montana sports, um, you know, from the time that you first got here to net to the point now leaving, uh, what do you think? How much of you think you've grown being in Montana? Uh, what do you think about your experience and your time here? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for those kind words. I I certainly do appreciate that a lot. Um, that's really meaningful for me, and I always. Always love coming on your show. Um, I think for me personally, I, I, I grew a lot, um, not necessarily even really related to my my job, but when I first moved to Bozeman, it was a couple months after I had graduated from college, and it was really like my first real professional job, I guess you could say, out in the real world. Uh, so just from that perspective, you just kind of learn a lot about yourself. I think I learned a lot about my likes and dislikes, my, my desires and my hopes and dreams. And, uh, just kind of, um, went through that process, which I think is valuable. I think, I think it was really valuable for me to, you know, I grew up my whole life in New York and then went to Syracuse university, which also being in New York, obviously Syracuse is, is much different from where I grew up, but, um, you know, a lot of similar types of people, I would say, um, that I interacted with for the first probably 21 years of my life and you know so it was, it was it was much different um living in Bozeman and and I love Bozeman and and still will and and I love the people that I became friends with and that I worked with and interacted with um on a daily basis and um you know I think those from a personal perspective I think it's really healthy for me to to go to Bozeman and kind of uh just go with it and and see where it leads me and um, I guess probably pretty similar moving to Boise now. And, um, so things, things worked out, I guess you could say. <laughs> well, like I said, man, I, I know from moving from Florida to here, you know, uh, it's definitely changed me and definitely been a positive experience as well. And with that, Paul, let's take a look back at some of your favorite memories. Let's just start with this, your favorite story that you wrote at the Bozeman Daily Chronicle. 
Yeah, that's a, a good question. It's probably hard to, to think of just just one. Um, I mean, there's so many, but, uh, you know, some of the ones that stand out, um, you know, just, just off the top of my head is, is um, you know, some of the the athletes that I got to, to profile and, and learn, you know, what motivates them or, or where they draw inspiration from, um, you know, or, or what shaped them in their life. I think, I think athletes are so fascinating because we learn, we have the opportunity to learn about their personal side. And, and I think a lot of people can either see themselves in athletes or they can be inspired by athletes. I think, I think athletes have a unique uh, platform in that sense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so whether, you know, the, the ones that come to mind is, you know, someone like Tucker Rovig, who obviously has been critiqued a lot, um, but he's beloved by his teammates and, and whether he's a starter or not. Um, Troy Anderson, beloved by his teammates and inspires his teammates um, because of the way that he just goes about his business. Um, Harold Frey, another inspirational um, figure just in the way that they interact with their team, those, those athletes interact with their teammates. And so I think getting to know some of those, those people and, and writing profiles, I, I hope I could, I hope that I could maybe peel back a layer of the onion, um, you know, and, and um, help fans maybe understand a little bit more about the people that they're watching when they go to a game. Um, so those, those are some of the ones that, that come to mind. I mean, there's so many, so many more, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I loved, I really truly loved that aspect of my job where I could get to know someone and, and explain who they are as a person. Um, something I, I, I would talk about this a lot with, with my editor, Colton Poole, um, you know, the games, and I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, but my perspective on sports is that the games don't matter, but what matters is the way that we interpret them. And, and, and that to me, if I could dig into a different kind of layer, um, and explain something on a deeper level, I think those were the most gratifying stories for, for me personally. Paul, one of your favorites, one of the stories you wrote that I really did enjoy, and you mentioned it, was the one about Tucker Rovig, um, and I did a piece about it afterwards because, like I said, it really did change my perspective on Tucker Rovig considering, and I think it did change a lot of people's perspective during that run of 2019 when Montana State uh, got all the way to the uh, FCS semifinals because it was a very interesting piece with Tucker Rovig. Yeah, and I think that's an example of um, you know how you can – learn more about an athlete and and i think i i enjoyed interviewing tucker specifically that that time um because he's someone who you know a lot of times there's you know a few cameras in his face or um you know or people are talking about him and and strictly thinking about him on the field and potential inconsistencies as a player and um and i think he recognized that you know, he has recognized that throughout his career that he has had ups and downs. And, um, I think the fact that he's just continued to do his thing, I think sometimes it's easy to lose sight of the fact that, um, you know, he, he, he's continued to just show up and, um, you know, that team in 2019, you know, they won 11 games and 
and Tucker Rovig was the quarterback. And you can't, you know, it's the first time Montana State went to the FCS playoffs in in 35 years, and and Tucker Rovig was the quarterback. And that's something you can't you can't take away from him. And um, you know, I I think he's just that's just an example of of you know there are opportunities to learn more about about these athletes. Um, and and that's something that, like I said, I I did really enjoy. My feature guest is Paul Schwedelson as we were talking about his time covering Montana sports and covering Montana State. We'll talk more of some of his favorite uh, things about the job, favorite press box, who had the best food in the press box. We'll talk about some of his favorite press conferences and responses. We'll talk about all that and much more next here on the Knock on Sports. Think about where you were one year ago today. What were you planning for? Whether or not you planned for a new challenge, you got it. And most importantly, you succeeded. Cooking at home, learning at home, and banking at home. At Whitefish Credit Union, we understand you've been through a lot. And as you move through the year, just know we'll be right there at your side. This year, next year, and always. Whitefish Credit Union. Subject to membership eligibility. We're taking a trip down memory lane with Paul Schwedelson as he joins on the Whitefish Credit Union hotline. Paul has joined the show breaking down Montana State for the last couple of years, and it's always been fun to have him on uh, to chat. And I know he's getting ready for a new gig. We wish him the best of luck with that. But first, we're taking a trip down memory lane. So I'll start with this, Paul. Uh, You've been to many press boxes. You've been to many arenas as well, I believe. So i got to ask, which one had the best food in your time? Whichever arena, whichever press box uh, during your time covering Montana State, who had the best food? Uh, good question. I guess, uh, you know, I've, I've thought about this a lot, um, the past year, probably just about how, uh, money influences college athletics. Um, and, uh, I gotta say at the big sky level, a lot of times there's significantly limited, uh, food options. Um, (laughs) and I guess this is an example of that, uh, financial element of, uh, you know, the have and have nots in college athletics. Um, that said, I would say I gotta I gotta give a nod to uh, you know Bobcat Stadium. I think Clark's Fork. You know, over time, you know, uh, especially I moved within Bozeman probably about halfway through my time uh, there, um, so I actually moved to the other side of town, and 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 Clark's Fork became really one of my favorite lunch spots um, in Bozeman. And so, uh, you know, I know I know uh, the uh, MSU staff gets. Gets Clark Clark's fork in the uh, in the press box for for football games, so um, you know that was always that was always good. Um, and then probably I know at the Big Sky tournament um, in Boise was was has been pretty good the past couple of years. Um, so th- those are the two that that probably come to mind. Come to mind. What press conference? Which coach had the best response to your question? Mm, it's hard hard not to go with Jeff Choate. I mean, he was. <laughs> he had so many good, so many good answers. Um, as I'm, you know, I'm sure your listeners know. Um, you know, there's the time he once told me to dial in my questions. Uh, there's the there's the time that he told me I'm not a doctor. Um, you know, so uh, I <laughs> I always enjoyed I always enjoyed uh, Jeff Choate's press conferences, and and uh, I you know I know sometimes people get upset. You know, if if uh, you know a coach or something you know, gives a snarky response. I personally, I, you know, I don't take it personally. Um, you know, he's entitled to what his answers. And, um, I, I personally, I, I like it actually when, <laughs> when coaches are, you know, give a little bit, uh, of, of a more, um, personal answer just because, you know, we don't, we don't want to be talking to robots, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, 
I I always enjoyed Jeff Cho. Um, his press conferences were were always so much fun. Um, and like I said, he every once in a while he'd hit you with a quick quick little uh, <laughs> quick response there that it might not have seen coming. Um, so I I would say, uh, and and those two examples are, are the ones that definitely come to mind. But uh, I I always enjoyed I always enjoyed Jeff Cho's press conference. Paul, what game that you covered uh, stands out to you that you'll always remember? Oh, I mean, that's an easy one. Uh, it's hard hard not to say uh, 2018 Cat Grizz football, um, you know, pretty pretty memorable ending, comeback ending, the timeout, the fumble, uh, you know, really was <laughs> pretty ridiculous in every which way. Um, so that would that's definitely obviously number one. Um, and I would say, uh, I mean, and there's a lot of other, there's a lot of other really good games to pick from. Um, but the, the, one of the ones that, that really stands out to me, um, and I guess this would have been 2019, either 20, 20, I think it had to have been 2019. Mm-hmm. I might be getting my years mixed up, but Bozeman High boys basketball beat, uh, Missoula Hellgate in overtime yep. in the Butte Civic Center in the Class AA State Championship uh, on a buzzer beater in overtime. Um, you know, and that and, and, and those teams were, were pretty pretty wild. You know, you had Raleigh Wooster on uh, on Hellgate, and then you had Ryan Lonergan and Ryan Simpson and Ken Iden and, um, you know, Brett Clark, you know, and, and a lot of – you just go up and down those rosters. Carter Ash, it's crazy to go up and down those rosters. You know how many, how many college athletes were on the floor at that night, and pretty crazy ending too. Right now, we are with Paul Schwedelson, formerly of the Bozeman Daily Chronicles. We're taking a look back at his time covering Montana sports and covering Montana State. Uh, Paul, favorite venue uh, that you got to see, whether it be uh, in Montana or outside of Montana in the Big Sky Conference? What was your favorite venue? Yeah, I guess I'll take Bobcat Stadium and Worthington Arena out of this. Okay. Um, just just because I I was there so often, so it's it's hard to compare, um, you know, different venues to each other. You know, when you're only going once or twice, um, compared to every game. Um, and then my answer to this question, uh, with that caveat. Um, and it, this is a, my answer is going to be is based on some skewed experiences because I was always at these venues for some really intense games, um, and that would be Washington Grizzly and Dahlberg Arena. Um, I mean, <laughs> I was only there to cover Cat Grizz games, so um, <laughs> obviously I have a a pretty good um, experience just because those environments were so good. Um, and I think I think that's something that. Um, you know, just the Cat Grizz rivalry in general is, is um, you know, it's a special rivalry, and I, I think people in Montana treat it um, with the with the respect that it that it warrants, and it's it's it is really a, a great college rivalry. Paul Schwedelson joining us here. Paul, I want to get your thoughts because you were still working as Brent Vegan was being hired at Montana State, so I want to get your thoughts real quick. What do you think about the hire of Vegan uh, now leading the Montana State football program? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just Montana State's football program is just in a really interesting spot right now where they have so many pieces in place for them to be really successful or projected to be really successful. 
Um, and, and now you, but the, the, you know, in college athletics, the, the program really is the head coach. Um, you know, the, the head coach can change every single aspect of the program. And so it's, it's just such a fascinating position that, uh, Montana State was in where they have seemingly all of the pieces except for the head coach, which is, you know, the most influential. So it, it was a very interesting position. Um, and, you know, you look at Brent Vegan's, you know, familiarity with the FCS, his familiarity with, um, you know, the region of the country coming from Wyoming and, um, you know, his work with quarterbacks, obviously, uh, people, you know, following MSU make a big deal about Jeff Choate and whether or not he could develop quarterbacks. Um, and so, so there's just, it, the fit, you could argue, makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and, but it's, it's, it's going to be hard to replace Jeff Choate. Obviously he had a real big personality and that's going to be hard to replace. Um, and then in terms of wins and losses, I guess, you know, we'll have to have to see what happens. Paul, I'm going to give you the floor. You can have the, this moment to take whatever you want to say uh, to the people that followed you, uh, read your stories. What do you have to say to everybody out there? Yeah, I guess the, my main message just, is just that I'm, I'm very grateful for the opportunity um, that I, you know, the time that I spent in Bozeman and, and I'm thankful to everyone who both read, read my work and, and anyone who I covered. Um, you know, I'm just, just filled with gratitude um, that I can, can look back on my experience in Bozeman and, and, you know, ha, you know, I can say I had a very positive experience and, you know, that goes for, you know, my friends and my coworkers, um, and, and just about everyone I interacted with. Um, just really thankful for that. Paul it is great to have you on the show. One last time here as you get ready for new things. We wish you the best of luck. And like I said, I don't imagine this is going to be our last conversation. Uh, but again, best of luck on your new gig and looking forward to chatting with you down the road. Yeah, Anthony, thanks for having me on. I, I always enjoyed uh, coming on your show and, and talking about whatever was going on. So uh, thanks again and, and best of luck with everything.